0: Mr. Brackett, I'm sorry, Mr. Brackett. Oh, I didn't mean to startle you. That's all right. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Yes, sir. Nice seeing you, sir. And welcome back, guys. Once again, here we go around the sun. It is Halloween, and I am your host with the most. This is Josh. You all know me. Uh, hopefully if you're new to the channel fantastic subscribe and give us a good old shout out like on the the thumbs up button down there whichever podcast service you're using today but here we go guys Uh, welcome back it's been a minute had a lot of things in the uh, in the old uh, pooper here that we were gonna shoot out for you guys and kind of got behind on a few I was gonna do some newscasting and some some little things i was going to give you guys a nice review of zombie land but you know the uh... the wonderful world of uh... perfection by me i've kind of gotten behind on it so Uh, i've also deleted some uh... some various recordings that i had guys you would not believe the hours of recording that i have hit the x button on and just scrapped uh... fucking perfectionism i have it i can't help it it's there but You know, today we press forward with a project I've been waiting to do. Something really awesome, guys. Uh, I think you're going to like it. At least I hope you're going to like it. I I feel like this is going to be a good one. Guys, like I said in the intro, you know, it's Halloween. Big things are happening, guys. What am I bringing you today? Something very, very special. Straight from my heart to you. This is my ranking of the Halloween films. Every single one of them. I have tried to rewatch fresh to keep them right in the, the, the center of my brain to make sure that you know I, i'm familiar with things that i may or i may have missed may not have seen or you know may have just forgotten over you know glossed over with some things uh re as much as i can um went through all the films again tried to again bring in a a third eye perspective but i'll be honest with you not much has changed opinions are opinions and the opinions I had the first go around the sun are typically the same ones I'm carrying with me right now. There's a few things happening with me today, though, before we jump into the list. I've just got to say something pretty special is going to happen tonight. Um, the local little nondescript theater in the small town where I'm at, Shady Brook Cinemas, they are airing the original, the OG, spoiler alert number one on this list, Halloween 78. They are airing it theatrically. And of all the things that I've done and all the things that uh, I've enjoyed, I have never seen the original in a theatrical or drive in setting. So that's new for me. Definitely something I'm looking forward to tonight. Um, You know, that's just ridiculously awesome. And they've been advertising it. And I managed to secure myself a day off today, enough to record this and enough to go enjoy that. So, you know, this is going to be my. uh, This is going to be how I spend my Halloween. I could uh, continue spending spending it being completely pissed off at my job and uh, the fact that I can't take a day off without my bosses calling me and being complete assholes. Um, Or, you know, I could focus on what Halloween is, a celebration of the way of life that some of us enjoy. You know, you're listening to a horror movie podcast. I certainly hope you're on this trip with us. So, You know, if not... Boy, we got to rethink your uh, your position. Uh, but no, yeah, I'm working diligently to uh, to pull myself out of the rat race. I work retail, guys. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's a, it's a miserable environment. And uh, I don't love it. I, I don't love it anymore. Nothing I want to do there. I want to get into uh, doing what I'm doing here. Guys, you know, I want to talk to people. I want to I want to reach out. I want to broadcast. I want to I want to touch you. I want to, you know, I want to get inside your brain and leave some nuggets of awesome. Uh, maybe maybe can be a little bit of a little bit of scary, you know. Who knows? Uh, that's what I do, but I, I feel like you're 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 out here listening. You're hearing what I'm saying. So at the very least, you know, maybe uh, maybe I'm doing something right you know my views my views are well like I guess technically they're listens my listens are rolling up uh, a lot of good things are happening there uh, I've had some good feedback from some people uh, I'm enjoying what I'm doing uh, no it's not gotten any easier I uh, I still have issues like I said sitting and talking and doing this all by myself I would love to have a co-host love to have somebody else that not everybody will roll their eyes when I start talking uh, but it doesn't work that way. So, uh, I've talked to some people, some people, you know, that might be interested in popping in and maybe maybe waxing poetically about some things, but, you know, they haven't all come out and agreed yet, so uh, I'll just have to keep uh, applying a little bit of pressure, and, you know, maybe, maybe we'll get up there. Nobody that I don't think you guys would want to hear from, so. Uh, I also do intend to do some interview stuff. Uh, I've, uh, there's a, uh, couple of local independent filmmakers uh, around the area I'm looking to reach out and possibly have them on to talk about their projects and you know I'd love to support them it's a big thing for me guys before I jump deep into this I'm pretty much ready to go but uh, as you know I, I am uh, I run sponsor free I do this all out of pocket for the moment and I don't have to plug or pitch or be beholden to any service or industry so uh, I love it, but I'd like to take a minute, guys, and talk about it. a situation that came up with me. As a horror fan, uh, if you're not on the Shudder bandwagon, if you're not watching Shudder, subscribe to Shudder, you know, I, I get it. There's a lot of streaming options. There's a lot of open doors to the content, and sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. And, uh, you know, it's it's hard to justify throwing down. 8, 9, 10, 15, 20 bucks a month on on all these various small ones. So, I'm a Shutter subscriber. I've really enjoyed it. There's been a lot of great content on there. Uh, I will say the new Creep show is uh, fantastic. It's running pretty strong. They just renewed it for a second season. And in my books, that's $6, $7 a month is worth every penny just for that. But I found myself at a weird impasse. I found myself a little broke waiting on the next paycheck to roll in right about the time that the subscription was due and having to do what I have done many times before with every other streaming service that I subscribed to, uh, I went ahead and canceled my service and I was going to reactivate it in uh, you know eight days when my paycheck came in. You know, In their little survey, when you go to cancel, they ask you why. I was honest. Couldn't afford it right now. They gave me a free month. Just like that, to keep me as a subscriber, they gave me a free month of service. It's been a long time since I've had great customer service from anything online. And I gotta say, it blew my mind. Uh, it's eight bucks, guys. I mean, it, it, well, it isn't that it would have broken it, but you know, at the moment, just didn't have it in my pocket. All I was gonna do was wait they let me have an entire free month just to maintain my subscription Netflix doesn't do that Hulu doesn't do that Amazon Prime doesn't do that WWE Network doesn't do that none of the other screaming bullshit podcast areas Spotify none of those guys have ever done that for me that goes above and beyond and I gotta say you know if you're if you're listening and you're looking for an endorsement for possibly doing shutter because yeah if you look at the surface there's a couple of really high-brow good things immediately when there's a lot of a lot of stuff that you've never heard of maybe it doesn't seem like something worth spending your money on but I recommend it I happen to think that the subscription is worthwhile I have found enough little stuff enough stuff I hadn't seen that I've since watched and enjoyed that at some point I intend to do a deep crawl through the shutter library maybe five ten items and uh, give you guys some look on some of the non-mainstream stuff that you haven't watched that i recommend i think that would be great but guys if you're on the fence if you're thinking about it uh if you haven't decided i recommend it i really do subscribe to shutter guys you won't be disappointed the content updates there's a ton of stuff most importantly i get my joe bob briggs which is been a that's a huge thing for me i grew up watching monster vision on uh on TNT and seeing him back and his last drive in series has been fantastic. Cannot recommend it enough, guys. All right. And on that note, guys, we are off and kicking. Uh, coming to you live right now, we are going to go ahead and jump straight into our Halloween ranks. I'm going to be doing all 11 injuries in the franchise every single one including Halloween 3 finds itself on this list in some path proverbial order Uh, I'm gonna start bottom to top I'm gonna go from the bad to the good I'm gonna give you everything I've got Uh, just an FYI on how I plan to do this first and foremost I'm gonna give you the good I'm gonna give you the bad I'm gonna give you my overall thoughts and I'm gonna tell you why it ranks where it ranks and uh... without further ado coming in at number eleven dead last on the list probably not much of a shock to anybody who follows the franchise or considers themselves a long-term halloween fan we have halloween resurrection hunk of shit numero uno this tops the bottom bottoms the top however you want to rank it it's just bad why is it where it's at? Well, I said I would go through the good and the bad. First and foremost, let's go through the good. Katie Sackhoff. I love Katie Sackhoff. If you don't love Katie Sackhoff, I I just I can't help you. If you're not familiar with who Katie Sackhoff is, Google her. Take a look at that picture. You'll know immediately who she is. If you're a genre fan of horror, sci-fi, TV, movies, you'll you'll recognize her. This woman is amazing. And for that alone, this gets a a thumb up there. Right there. One. Uh, Another good pos... You know, it had an interesting concept. A reality TV show except streaming online uh, in a generation... Or an era, excuse me, where online streaming wasn't quite what it is now. You know, now we watch everything online. Cable cutting is a huge thing. But you know, you didn't see a lot of online video portals embracing it the way this did. You know, so it was interesting. It was something new. It brought a little bit of freshness to found footage at a time where that was pretty stale and nobody was doing it. It was was a new thing. Um, Also on the positive notes, there were some quality kills. Uh, Ignoring a few little things, you know, there were some Some interesting kills. Are they memorable, though? No. None of them. Nothing about this movie stood out to me. So, that brings us into the negatives. And the negatives are pretty much everything else. There isn't a particular sequence in this movie that I feel is fantastic. There are some very bad editing choices. There are some... How can I go into the bed without just immediately bringing up Buster Rhymes? Buster Rhymes is everything wrong with this movie in a nutshell. He kicks Michael Myers' ass with Kung Fu. He's a rap star who kicks Michael Myers' ass with Kung Fu. Not that he does Kung Fu, not that we know that he even knows Kung Fu, but he watches Kung Fu movies and thus he kicks Michael Myers' ass. The Shape, the Boogeyman. Uh, upset with a roundhouse kick. Yeah, or, or even worse, not even that part. How about the fact that he's just talked down to by Buster Rhymes, while wearing a Michael Myers costume? Fuck me. There's there's no defense for this. This, the movie's bad. I can't save it. It it doesn't feel fresh. It doesn't feel good. I I sat and rewatched it. And I found myself hating every minute of it. Not as out loud as I hated significant parts of some of the other bottoms on this list. But each one of those, at the very least, had some. also some moments of me going, Wow, holy shit, this is awesome. You know, you got to mix the good with the bad. And for the lack of anything quality, the best this movie has at times is mediocrity. You know, sometimes it's okay, but nothing that pulls it above water. It's above the whole movie, for me, drowns, and I can't, I can't give you a positive recommendation on this movie. It's bad. You know it's bad if you've seen it. You know it's bad. The mask is absolutely god awful. The pacing is terrible. The opening was garbage. The ending was garbage. It's just garbage. It's a hunk of shit. I often talk about a hunk of shit. Hunk of shit's my preferred word. There are great hunks of shit out there. Uh, I love a good old hunk of shit. You know, I watch a lot of horror movies that are hunks of shit, and they're fantastic. They're so bad, they're good. This is not. There's nothing that pushes either far enough One Direction to be a saving grace, and I do not recommend it. That's why this falls dead last on my list. It's uninspired, it's tired, and it does no favors to the lore, to the character, to anything of a Halloween movie. That brings us to number 10, which is Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I'm gonna be completely upfront and honest with you. I rewatched this today. And it is literally the first time since this movie came out in theaters that I have seen it. I saw it in theaters. I saw it opening night in theaters. I left the theater with my head in my hands, wanting to know what the fuck just happened. Very much how I felt today. So the positives. Well, first and foremost, cannot dispel enough how fantastic the opening 25 right at 30 minutes of this movie are they're absolutely incredible the pacing the the sense of the, the moving forward uh it's, it's 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 solid it's great um a few things in that that are not great the uh the two uh, the two morgue drivers or the i'm sorry I, I the body collection i don't know what you call them uh, obviously, one was uh, was Unser from uh, Sons of Anarchy. That would be uh, Dalton Kelly Jr. And then you had, uh, I believe, it was Richard Brake, who has gone on to become a regular in Rob Zombie movies. Um, pretty crude, uh, uh, a joke that, yeah, a joke that went on to become a joke on How I Met Your Mother and. You know, the jammer jelly joke. So, ignoring that, that, that wasn't great, but their sequence ended up being fantastic. You know, they hit a cow, boom, Michael's ejected. Um, he gets up. They're both in, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure Unser uh, is, is dead, but, you know, it's a great scene, it takes us to the hospital. Uh, the scene where they're treating Lori for her injuries, uh, sewing up her face, rebuilding her hand. That shit's fantastic. It feels real. It feels visceral. And then we get the chase. The hospital chase. My God, what a fucking... What a master class in pacing. Rob Zombie, really, he hit that part dead in the head. You know, that is that is the leather face hammer strike. It's perfect. Like, it's just... You felt it. You really, really get the sense that there is mortal danger, you, you you, want her to get away, uh, it's done well. That particular part, if they'd have maintained that and, and kind of kept that moving forward in this movie, it could have been an amazing movie. Instead, we dream sequence it. That takes us immediately into the bad. First and foremost, everything after that is horrible. Um, (sighs) Dr. Loomis being a trashy diva fucking Hollywood uh, joke of a human being I don't even know what to say to that. That was pretty fucking terrible the (sighs) Michael eating a dog and her somehow feeling the psychic connection while eating pizza and throwing up um Oh my god. Just, I, I can't comment enough on the bad atrocities of this movie. So, Jamie is uh, it's two years after uh, Rob Zombie's H1. She is uh, emotionally fucked up, PTSD'd and has somehow become a I, I don't even know what she, what she would call her in this. Emo goth, something just fucking weird. Um, She's a caricature of a human being. And I will use that word a lot. Going into Rob Zombie's other Halloween entry, um, caricature is the thing. It makes it, it makes me feel painful. I hate it. hate every second of it. Um, Danielle Harris is completely misused in this. She is killed in a way that just what the purpose of saving her in the first movie makes zero sense to me in this one. Because it was just a waste. (sighs) Michael talks. Need I say more? At the beginning in the dream sequence, there's a series where he kills a nurse and he proceeds to grunt every time he stabs her and that's pretty bad. I didn't notice it in theaters, but boy, I didn't miss it in this rewatch. He's making a lot of noise. The shape makes noise. Uh, That was bad, but at the end, he actually talks. (sighs) Jesus Christ. We also get the wonderful world of uh, the white horse, and we get Sherry Moon Zombies, uh, Mother Myers, and Jesus Christ. I can't. So the bad stuff in this to me is honestly worse than anything in Resurrection. But the good parts of this movie, namely that opening, are far superior than anything Resurrection even come close to hitting. So, this finds itself at spot 10. I am not going to spend any more detail going into either of these two movies. They're fucking atrocious. I do not recommend them. So, yeah, you can go ahead and you can go ahead and say that part's done. We're going to move into the uh we're going to go ahead and move on to number 9. I spent a lot of time going back and forth on this list, rewatching, rewatching, rewatching. And uh I know that that we watched the movie guys who uh, are a big friend, you know. I'm big fans of. The, those guys really helped me get to the decision to do this podcast. And ultimately, they they're to blame for why you're listening to my voice right now. So, bear in mind, um, they love the next entry. So, if they actually listen to this podcast, I don't believe Mike or Jay do. But if they listen to this podcast, they're about to roll their eyes. They're they're, they're about to be, uh, I'm about to be blasted. But let's be honest here. I call it like I see it. Halloween 6. I hate Halloween 6 so much. I really do. I think a lot of people rank these movies based on the period where they saw them. You know, which one you saw first, which one really resonates with you, and I'll be honest with you, I this was the second major Halloween movie I saw sequentially. Um, the first was Halloween 5, and then, of course, I started catching up with the others, but, you know, the Halloween 6 came out when I was 9 in theaters, um, so I got to experience it. On video, not long after. Um, I loved it as a kid. I thought it was great. I went back and rewatched it. I've seen it a few times over the years. No, it is not great. It's a bad movie. It feels bad. The term caricatures comes right back into play. Let's start with uh, the good things, though. Let's go ahead and say, what's good. There are some great kills. Wrathful, angry, spiteful Myers is fantastic. The shapes killing sprees are top notch. The kills themselves even in other spots are great. People that you really want to die, die and it's applaudable. Um, so for me that's fantastic. You really do get a sense of uh this is this is how a slasher movie should be done. You know, you should you should hate some characters. There are characters there that are kill fodder, and that's all they're for, and this does that. Um, This is obviously the last blast of the real Dr. Loomis that we all know. Donald Pleasance passed away not long after production. Uh, They retooled the whole movie, and no, the producer's cut is not any better. Do not listen to the internet, but quite frankly, uh, Donald Pleasance went out on this, and I, I feel sad about it. It, it, it really does hurt my heart. Um, the mask in this is a decent entry. It's uh, it's not the worst mask. It's not the best mask, but it's up there. Uh, at times, it looks worse um, than it does in others. Uh, it feels kind of uh, put together badly. It feels like it's been sculpted in a weird way because it looks a little plasticky in areas. Killing Jamie off pretty much takes us into the bad. Let's go into the bad. What did I not like? Well, you killed Jamie Lloyd off. That's bad. Shouldn't have happened. The whole mythology wrapped around Jamie, and we we kill her. Granted, it's a violent great death, but that whole opening I wasn't a fan of. It builds up to a weird crescendo. Um, also bad. The caricatures, caricatures of characters in this movie. The Strode father is a joke. The Strode mother is a joke. You hate the Strode father. The Strode mother is the submissive wife who we've seen a million times in TV sitcoms. Um, the thorn cult, those guys are all joke. Like, it's bad. They, they build a framework around bad characters. Um... Michael has a bit of a dad bod in this, you know. I can't say anything, guys. When I, mean, I, I I obviously rock the mask and coveralls uh, on occasion, and I'm a I'm a big guy, you know. I'm six i I'm a little over three thirty. I have a gut. Yeah, it, it I don't feel out well, so uh, I don't give him that slim physique that the shape tends to have. But I'm also not playing him on the big screen in a major motion picture. So there's that. The pacing of this movie feels very jumbled. It doesn't feel like it takes place in a day, yet it does. It doesn't feel like it's lined up well, but it is. I just I can't figure it out. There's a there's kind of a sensing and an urgency to it where some things don't line up. Um, you know, in, in certain things that feel like they lasted hours we can only believe it's been a few minutes and in crowded groups people miss things but you know it's it's just it's a pacing issue I don't feel like things were laid out very well I don't feel like they were landed very well I feel like they left some stuff out um, the set designs not so much the whole movie but definitely the uh, the stuff at the hospital both at the beginning and the end, give this a very direct video feel. You, uh, it doesn't feel like a major motion picture. Especially those last couple of shots in the little lab with the big green tanks of uh, baby fetus and uh, random barrels and, oh, look, some syringes and all, oh, oh, look, we just happened to find a big chunk of pipe. You know. It's literally, we built set pieces and they look, they don't look finished. They don't look good. They look thrown together. It looks like their budget was 50 bucks. They went to Lowe's and bought as much cheap crap as they could set it up, shot it and went, Hey, look guys, we're done. So is that good? No, I thought it looked like shit. As a kid, I thought it looked a little hokey watching it as an adult. Damn, that's awful so you know there's that then we've got a a contentious issue for me which is the entire cult of thorn mythology basis Dr. Wynn man in black bullshit which thanks us back to Michael is no longer the force of nature Michael's no longer the shape. Michael has reason. Michael's strings are being pulled. He's a puppet. This entire thing, blah, 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 except he's not because he's still doing his own thing. It's just they're what pointing him in a direction. They're doctors breeding science and magic together. I, I don't know. Didn't make any sense to me in the movie. Still doesn't make sense to me now. Everything about it is still terrible. Um, you know, it's, it's a painful send off to Dr. Loomis. It was a painful ending to, uh, what could have been a fantastic trilogy in the Jamie trilogy, starting with four. Um, it's a lot of drop potential. It's a lot of balls just sitting on the floor. We didn't pick them up and run with them. We had some ideas. Were they good ideas? That's questionable, but we definitely didn't deliver. So, you know, that's that's where I'm at with that. Six feels like a letdown to me because there was potential, and it was never fulfilled. And that brings us to number eight, fourth from the bottom. We're rocking and rolling now. Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah, well, if we're gonna start with a good, let's start with a good. Tyler Bane in a very effective mask is a fantastic Michael Myers. Very much as I had said in the beginning of Halloween 2, when this movie picks up pace uh, about a third of the way in, uh, it's great. Michael is a monster. Michael, you, he's he moves with force. He pops up when you're not expecting it. It's, it's very much, it feels like original Halloween at times. Although much more aggressive, with much more of an edge. I love that. That was fantastic. Uh, again, the mask looked really, really good. Every time you see it, it feels really, really fresh. But it still feels original, too. It feels like it goes back to that original. Uh, the sense of tension, the pacing, in the, the second half of the movie is fantastic uh um, you know there there's a lot to be said for that i rewatched that uh, today as well and it really does feel fresh you know when michael's on his spree and he's doing his thing man you, you, it ramps up that that kind of that that heavy dread that foreboding and uh it does a great job with that Loomis is so fucking good in this you you get the sense he's trying He's working double hard to, to not just be a psychiatrist, but to to fix all the problems that little Michael's having. And as much as that part of the movie, the, little, the young Michael part of the movie, it's on the other half of the list, Loomis is a fantastic addition to that. He's the one thing that keeps that whole thing from bringing this movie down further. Uh, I really get the feel that he cares. Um, you can absolutely absolutely get a sense of uh just how good he is uh but you can also sense the utter failure he feels when everything goes wrong and for me that's a that's 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 a defining thing Malcolm McDowell played that part extremely well and i can't begin to even tell you how disappointing it was for that character to go the way he did in Halloween 2, uh, utter cantankerous bullshit. Rob Zombie t- pissing all over a seminal character, uh, a seminal character that he actually took in this first movie and made a great turn with, and really, really gave us a much better fleshing out of that character. And uh, you know, that's that's what I think pisses me off the most, is that. There was a lot of momentum, a lot of ability for this to be a great movie. And uh, he's a big part of that. Also on the good, Return of Danielle Harris, used very well in this film. Uh, She plays Annie, uh, Sheriff Brackett's daughter. Uh, also, a uh, huge shout-out to Brad Dorf here, playing uh, Sheriff Brackett, both of which are fantastic roles. Um, if you'd have told, uh, you know, uh, you very young me watching Halloween 4 and 5 that eventually uh, we would get Daniel Harris, a.k.a. Jamie Lloyd, back in this franchise, not only that, but I would also see her naked. I probably wouldn't have believed that. Uh, I also... Would have been really impressed to hear that I was going to see her naked. I won't say she was not a childhood crush. She absolutely was. And the girl's become a full-blown hottie and scream queen. And, uh, yeah. Absolutely love me some Daniel Harris. Service done right here. Fuck Rob Zombie for the other part, but, you know, hey. That's it. Um, Taylor Scout Compton, as Lori Strode, is solid in this. I feel her. She feels like an updated, fresh version of Lori from the original. Um, she's, she's still very, she still feels innocent, but she feels like she's in a time where that innocence maybe isn't quite as innocent as it was then. Um, so there's that. What is there not to like about this movie? Well, as much as all of those things are great. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I almost went past Danny Trejo playing an orderly in the hospital. Um helping out a young Mikey as he calls him, trying to uh trying to help him along his way, much like Loomis, except you're not exactly the same he he gives him the advice to live within his head you kind of get the sense that Michael takes that very seriously uh you know it's fantastic that's that's in the earlier part of the film um but that brings us to what's bad about this movie first and foremost i've got to say rewatching it this morning sitting through it the first 30 minutes of this movie i hate i hate them vehemently i hate them right up there with almost the entirety of of halloween 2 um i hate uh the fucking crippled alcoholic stepfather uh flirting with his stepdaughter threatening to beat his son, uh, I hate the stripper mother, I hate the fucking white trash, and I I say this as somebody who grew up white trash, as somebody who knows what that lifestyle is like, and understands that what white trash is, these people are caricatures, these are not fleshed out characters, they're fucking garbage, Um, I take it offensively that this is the way they are presented, you know, Yes, I absolutely hold Michael Myers' mother complicit in everything that happens because she allows him to live in this environment. She allows him to be treated this way. What the fuck is wrong with her? You know, they. And the easy answer seems to be, oh, she's a stripper. I know a lot of strippers. I know a lot of exotic dancers who are fantastic mothers, who provide well for their families, and who have very stable and structured families at home. So now fuck you. That's, that's a cop-out. Uh, this is, for me, that opening few minutes is easily the worst part of any of the movies. The strength of the second half is the only thing that keeps it as high as it does. I gotta tell you, I fucking hate every minute of the beginning of this movie. It was all I could do to sit through it today because I literally kept repeating, oh, fuck this. Oh, fuck that. It is utter garbage. <sighs> yeah, I'm I'm actually getting agitated right now at it, so uh, let's just keep moving, but I got to tell you, that rape scene that, that sets Michael off had no business being in this movie. It, it's just, it's fucking terrible. It's Rob Zombie doing Rob Zombie things. Is that to say that I hate Rob Zombie? No, I... I actually like a lot of Rob Zombie's films, but no, fuck that. This has an utter banality to it that I can't fucking, I can't give you a thumbs up, I can't give you a pass for. uh, It's not good, and uh, no, you shouldn't like it, no, you shouldn't support it. He should be ashamed of himself for what he did with this franchise. It's pretty obvious that uh, he had an idea of what to do. It was unnecessary. He could have made this a different movie, a different franchise, and been all right. If you're going to go with what he did, don't call it Halloween and don't use Michael Myers. Use something different. But that's what we got. That's what I have to judge it on, and I got to tell you, uh, I judge him harshly. All right, let's move forward. Now that I'm off my soapbox there, let's uh, let's jump into number seven. This is a Season of the Witch Halloween 3, the non Michael Myers entry into the franchise. You guys have probably seen it, or at the very least, you're aware of the fact that it is not original. Uh, or, I'm sorry, it is not a sequel as much as it is an original entry. It is something different. And I gotta say, they, they did some things well with this. Uh, it is a different story, it is different characters. It's not set in Haddonfield. There's nothing to do with any of the things going forward that people really you know wanted to do. and it was a low point for the for the franchise financially. It didn't succeed. It didn't perform well, but that's because you can't call it Halloween and not have Michael Myers. That's what people wanted. That's where the franchise was. That's where the money making was. You know, no, I don't think they intended to make uh, 11 movies and 10 of them be Michael Myers movies when they made that first movie. But, you know, money talks bullshit walks and This unfortunately found itself on the uh, bullshit side. Um, I liked it. Tom Atkins is Dr. Chalice. I I like him. Uh, But this this movie is weird this movie does nothing particularly wrong so I I don't hate it I like the movie I enjoy the movie but I can't rank it any higher than it is solely because it's out of place in this franchise Um, I recommend everybody watch it I love the premise I love that there's a uh, cult that isn't the thorn cult who uh, you know they're they're trying to bring about the end of the world Uh, they're using uh, technology uh, mixed with a little bit of magic, again, much better than anything Halloween 6 did. Um, they're giving us a lot of opportunity there. The, the mask, the the mask, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? The mask section, or the mask idea of the movie, where we have, you know, these masks that are controlled off of a radio signal that ultimately reprogram the wearer. Uh, I love I love that. I love the catchy little jingle. Come on. Uh, nah, 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 Halloween, yeah, everybody knows that's. If you've heard it, you've heard it, and it's great. I love it, but yeah, I can't put it up any higher. I honestly don't have really that much bad to say about it, other than a lot of the effects are. They are dated. Nothing you can do there. You can't control that. Uh, the concept was novel. Uh, you know, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill tried something different, and it happened. So, yeah, we're going to move on. I'm I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one because it it is the oddball entry. Uh, let's go to parts let's go to number 6. Number 6. This is the, the the last entry on the bottom half. And this one this one is Halloween 5. Uh, for me, this was my first entry into the Halloween franchise, my first Michael Myers movie. Um, I love this movie. I really do. Uh, For a number of reasons. But I'm being objective. Uh, With my love, there are some bad things. Uh, Let's go through it. Uh, Let's start with the good stuff here. Uh, Loomis is full-blown Loomis in this. He is crazy Loomis who yells out into the darkness. uh, at Nobody or nothing in particular. Uh, but you still get the sense that he's trying to save the little girl's life. Um, Jamie as a mute. uh, Again, Daniel Harris as a child actress is fantastic in this because here they decided to take away her ability to talk because, I mean, we're already complicating shit enough. Why not make it weirder? Let's make the girl mute. So, she does really well with that tension in this movie yes there's going to be a lot of people that point out this movie is slow but there are some moments in this movie that build tension extremely fucking well Uh, there's a point towards the beginning uh, actually it's about midway through where all of the teenage idiots are meeting up outside Uh, Jamie looks out the window after they've driven off Michael was standing in a in a little covered area, staring up at her, and she goes on the run, and you get the sense that he's chasing, and she goes downstairs, and she runs around the building, and she winds up in the basement, in this weird, decrepit, unfinished basement, running from boots and overalls, and you really go, Jesus Christ, he's going to get her, and it winds up being a janitor. It was effective. As a kid, that was pretty fucking scary. That was intense. I got to tell you, that part was great uh the 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 two ending sequences that really pull together first and foremost where uh he's chasing tina with a car and then he's chasing jamie with a car uh in the woods felt strong it felt really good uh you really do get the sense he's he's on a fucking mission he's there to kill Uh, he's gonna get what he gets you're gonna die so that's the struggle he goes after him and it totals that fucking car. Um, the final, the final scene in the Myers house. Even though everybody hates the Myers house, um, I absolutely love uh, a that it's all been set up this way. That Loomis knows he's playing a game. Loomis knows he's he's pulling the cops away. Um, he lets them go, and then he destroys the radio and he keeps. Jamie there, he keeps Charlie the cop there, who, by the way, Charlie's a fantastic cop. I I like this guy. I really do get the sense he's trying. He dies very badly for it, but, you know, it happens. You don't fuck with Michael. You don't prevent him from getting to where he's going. But at least he put up a fight. Um, He really is, he's, there's something earnest and honest about him, and I love it. Um, The cops in general in this movie, I felt like were good. Minus, um, well, we'll go into the other part. But overall, I feel like the you know the cops all play a really good role in this. The real cops. Uh, let's you know, ticky docky on around. You know everything from the beginning around everything the cops participate in uh, are done well, and uh, Meeker is a fantastic sheriff uh, I get since he ain't fucking around um, you know they talk about in, in the first movie he'll just grab a shotgun and you know blah, blah blah take care of business but you really do feel that you you know that that's serious He's a fucking badass and that's well played here again he ain't fucking around He's he's they killed his daughter in, in Halloween 4 and he hasn't forgotten it. It's still very, very fresh in him. And it will be. Um you know, so there's that. But back again to if there's good, there's also bad. Uh let's get the first bad thing right out of the way. The mask in this movie is fucking awful. Uh I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Uh there's no there's no blending between Halloween four and five. The mask is so radically different. There is no way it's the same mask. There's not an answer for why it is. Um, yeah, it's it's atrocious. As a completionist, yeah, I feel like, you know, I would probably own it to complete a collection, but I do not like it. It is not good. <sighs> Rachel dying. This is, this is for me, as a kid, I didn't realize the significance of Rachel because I hadn't seen Halloween four. having since seen Halloween, you know, having since now go through the mythos, the fact that they kill Rachel off in the first third of the movie is so fucking bad. I, I can't explain it they they can't give a good reason. um you know the the apparently the director wanted to showcase to the audience that anyone could die. Why didn't you just fucking kill Jamie off in the first third of the movie? Well, she's an important character. Well, so was fucking Rachel. Literally, there would be no Jamie in this movie were it not for Rachel in the last movie. So, you know, they fucked us there. But they replaced her with Tina, who is fucking atrocious. Uh, There is no defending that character. Uh, I don't know what the fuck they were, I I don't know where in the scripting process they went, (laughs) you know, what would be funny, yeah, Uh, but those people, they are clearly not fans of the franchise, there is no fan service in that death, Uh, there is no story service to that death, it did nothing for the longevity of the movie, it was just stupid. Also, um, you know, all of it is an excuse to switch years and I don't know why they did that. As a kid, I didn't mind it, but as an adult, Jesus, it's jarring. That is nails on a chalkboard to me. Um, also, bad. No ways around this one. As good as the majority of the cops in this movie are, and as well played as they are, um, yeah the clown cops with the clown music and with the clown death is uh, yeah that's a waste of uh, entirely too much screen time no thank you uh, Jamie not speaking you know Rachel dying all the things they've done here there's a lot of issues with this movie uh, no it does not hold up as well as I remember it but man as a kid I love this movie there was a lot of great things Cookie Woman, you know. Um, overall, I, I I find there to be some bad stuff, but the good stuff isn't... The good stuff's fantastic. It rates middle of the list. That's, that's kind of where I feel like it should be. Uh, you know. I revisit it from time to time. I rewatch it. It doesn't hold up as well as some of the others, but it holds up better than a lot of the newer ones, so that's where we go Halloween H2O coming in at number five this is the upper half of the list this is where there are significantly more good than bad or there's just nothing really bad to bring down what good there is uh, H2O was my first Halloween to see theatrically Uh I snuck in to see it. I was 13 I remember it very well uh, they would not sell me a ticket. It was R-rated, so I bought a ticket for Armageddon and went left when I was supposed to go right and saw me some Halloween. Could not wait. Had to, had to, had to, had to, had to see it. Uh, love this movie. Again, not without flaws, but let's go through it. Let's let's see. Uh, obviously, you know, notable. The Return of Lori Strode. Jamie Lee Curtis just absolutely fucking being a badass. You feel her being a badass. Uh this for me is a very stark precursor to uh to Halloween twenty eighteen. Uh that's, that feels like some growth of this character even though they're unrelated. But damn, you know, she's she knows what's up. She's she's been traumatized, uh, but she ain't fucking playing around. That's that's. There's a lot there that I liked. Um, The setting changing, taking us out of Haddonfield, you know. Taking us to to a prep school, was interesting. You lock these kids into this area. You know, they really really don't have a choice. They're going to have to deal with Michael. He's on the grounds. He's in there with them. Um, You know that that happens. Uh, So it gave us a good concept. Gave him a place to be. Gave him a place to, to do those things. Um, once he starts on his thing, man, the, the, that pacing is good. That tension is good. It builds, especially you know where he's stalking uh, Jamie's son, John Strode, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, John Tate, uh, where he's chasing them. And they drop the keys, and, you know, uh, horror movie 101. Stick the uh, stick the the character in danger with no seeming you know even though it's a seemingly easy thing to get out of you know put them in danger and freak them the fuck out and boy did they they definitely made you think you know that you could feel it yes he got away but damn that moment was pretty stout um, there's a lot of great stuff happening here um. The ending of this movie is tippy fucking top. That showdown, that big climax. Um, you know, she knows what's up. She knows that uh, this isn't over. It's not gonna end. Uh, there's there's. It looks like he's down, but he's not down. Michaels never did. Um, you know. So what do we do? We we bring some finality to it. We uh we button this bow up. So, she beheads Michael Myers, in a truly climactic scene. She parks a fucking ambulance on his chest, and takes the head clean fucking off. Uh, that shit was great. Um. It really does do a really good job of bringing this franchise back to the forefront, and really it feels like a Halloween movie. Um, after I feel like. Halloween 6 maybe doesn't. This really does. There was uh, a number of things not to like, though. There There is the complete wipe of 4, 5, and 6 and of that story, uh, even though in Part 4 we're introduced to the fact that she had been dead, and this she admits she faked her death. So I feel like there is some ability to tie those those two things together, but they don't. They just they go right around it. There's a um, little too much teenage teenage angst in here for me. I hate her son. Uh, he's a mopey fucking teenager. Granted, I was a mopey fucking teenager too, so I can't really say a ton. But the reality is, uh, the teenage angst in this is really just way overboard. Dude knows his mom's brother is a serial killer who has murdered people. And he writes it off like there's that's nothing. Oh well, get over it. Um, It's just it's bad. That part's bad. Uh, The love interest is useless. He's pretty much just there to die. Um, LL Cool J is used the way he should be, although he should have died. I will complain about that. I can't hate on the fact that he's used well. At least he didn't kick Michael's ass. There's that. But, uh, of all the marginal complaints, the only real big complaint that I could have for this movie, and it's a big one, the fucking turds that they call masks in this movie, there are four of them. And everyone is fucking terrible, including the CG one. What the fuck happened here? Did nobody watch any of the other movies? I mean, honestly... Like was there no fan service to this? The masks aren't difficult. Nothing about that should have been hard. We live in an era where they could have made these very easily and looked really good and they were so bad. The fucking the the fucking alien mask and then the one that he wears most of the movie which makes him just look surprised. I I just don't know. I don't know how, how that made it through any production. Let alone you know them them giving it the green light. Um, they did their best. They realized they were fucked up. They uh, they they gave them a little bit of retooling, but there's no salvage in that. You can't fucking you can't shine that turd up. It's it's bad. Um, that's really the worst thing I can say about this movie, though, which is why it ranks up as high as it does. <sighs> Jamie Lee Curtis back to form God I actually I love this movie I'm I'm unapologetic of I love this movie I, I feel like it's a great contender in the upper half I feel like there's better but for me I love this movie. so yeah I'm unapologetic keep knocking his fucking head off uh, that brings us to number four I think my top four is really where my list is gonna differ more than anybody else's Um again they're all personal objective choices. Uh, you know, I'm not pretending like like there's going to be anything crazy. Uh these are choices like I see them. This is how I call them. You know, and I don't think that everybody's going to agree with my list, and if they don't, that's fine. Please tell me why, but you know, I'm going to be honest. Number 4 for me is Halloween 2. Halloween 2 is um it's Top four. It really is. It deserves its spot there. It's a fantastic build of tension. Um, you get the sense that her world is truly shrinking around her. It's heavy. You know she's in danger. You 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 sense the more and more and more the movie goes on that she, Jamie's or I'm sorry, Lori's in complete trouble, and that Michael is going to get her. That's that the pacing is so good. Uh the return of the original mask, the fact that they kept that through the through the two movies shows me that, you know, that we're aware that this plot line's there. And it makes sense, even though the mask is a little more under uh a little worse for wear. It does still work. Um, Michael's great in this, even though it's a different Michael. It does feel like a different Michael. Um there's some things there that you know have changed. You know, three years difference in filming, even though it's supposed to be a 20-minute continuation from the original. So you know, but the hospital setting, I think, really is what locks this in. There is a great atmosphere. It feels, even though a hospital is a big, safe place, it feels dangerous and cramped. Uh, there's no escape. You know, she's she's hurt. She's drugged. There's no getting away from it. So, ultimately, you know, that's, that's a big thing for me. Uh, I felt like all of that builds up well. We get some more Loomis. Uh, you know, that's him building towards the crescendo of the movie. Uh, he knows he's going to have to do it. He knows he's gonna have to save the day, he's gonna have to solve this problem and all the outside forces try to pull him away from that, but he knows Michael's still on loose. He knows shit's about to go down and uh he's out here to fix shit. So good on him. Good on him. Doctor Loomis, you do your fucking thing. That ending. If you wanna end this franchise and you wanna end the movie, that ending did it. That was fantastic. Blow him the fuck up. Um, You know, it really did feel like a great ending. Um, We'll go into where that didn't end and uh, we'll talk about that, but this truly had a great finality to it. All the characters in this movie feel real. The nurses, you feel real. The kills are great. Um, Halloween 2 is truly a tense movie for me, and I love this movie. So yeah now what's bad about this movie it's slow I ain't even gonna that's really the biggest complaint I have is it's so fucking slow even though the tensions there you know the kills are slow um, for it being a big hospital there's apparently nobody fucking in it and it still takes him two plus hours to to get to the end of the movie So, you know, it's just, it's one of those dragging, dragging affairs. Should it have taken that long? No, no, it shouldn't. But it does, like I said, tension and pacing are are irrelevant to each other. They can both be subject to being the same thing, but in this case, they're not. So it is what it is. Uh, I really, you know, I can't complain too much. So somehow if you could strike a chord between this movie and Rob Zombies Halloween two opening, it would be a it would be a good balance. And I think this might have done better for it. But that's really my complaint. The pacing. The slow fucking sombering movie. Other than that, I love this movie. It's it's number two in the list of uh films. If you're watching sequentially, it it makes sense. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, Let's jump into our top three, guys. Top three. Uh, Number three is Halloween 2018. Saw this last year, guys. Obviously, um, ridiculously successful. I love this movie. I am going to be unapologetic I've watched this movie several times since it came out Um, to me this and the number two have traded spots several times for me Um, they really have I I, I'm leaning towards this one being three right now based on the rewatches and just how strongly uh, the number two entry really hits me but that is next week that could be completely different I could have this one higher So, it is what it is. Let's go through the good. Um, This is a fresh start, man. They really said, fuck it, there's way too much mythology here from part two forward that, you know, every movie either has to be beholden of or somehow has to ignore but still be beholden to other movies, and they said, fuck all that noise. They said, you know, this is directly, this is Halloween 2. This is the direct sequel to the original as John Carpenter agrees, um, you know, this is it. We're, we're ignoring the brother-sister bullshit. We're ignoring nieces, nephews. Um, we're ignoring cults and demons and reality shows and all this other bullshit. So where are we at? We're at a Michael Myers who was caught right after the events of Halloween 1. We're at a Lori Strode who is PTSD'd the fuck out and has become a full-blown survivalist nut uh, who has somehow train wrecked her relationships with her family because of it Um, it's the reality of where we're at you know guys this is what happens if this shit were to happen in the real world this is the kind of problems that would come out of it shit happens guys and this is the kind of stuff that fucks people up jamie lee curtis is ridiculously fantastic this guys um she acts the fuck out of this movie she chews up scenery she's believable i can't stress how much i like her enough she has a very sarah connor feel to her she's going to save the fucking day she's going to get her kill um she knows what the objective is and she's prepared god damn there's a lot of cheering moments in this movie um how about Michael getting his mask back? That, for me, in theaters was just a yeah moment. The two podcasters, their fates were pretty much sealed the moment the movie opened. I didn't have a doubt in my mind about it. They did well. They were serviceable. They were relatively lockable people. I don't want them to die, necessarily, but you know they're going to. Uh, it has to happen for the story to progress the way it does. Um, At the very least, you know, they tried. Um, He puts up a fight. She does her best to escape. But, you know, it's going to fucking end badly. And sure enough, it does. Um, Fan service in this really is, it's done well. There's fan service to the other movies. Uh, There's fan service to some of the lore. Um... Let's just be frank here. You know, the, the call-out scenes to Halloween 4 with the uh, with the mechanic, Michael getting a suit, to uh, Halloween H20 with the girl in the stall. And, uh, you know, I was re-watching the other day, and there were some call-outs that I saw, and I, I, wanted, I wanted to write them down, and I didn't, and it slipped my mind, but there are a ton of Easter eggs in this that don't hurt the story. They don't take away from the movie. But as an eagle-eyed fan, you go, holy shit, that, that was awesome. You know, oh, I know what they were going for here. Yeah, Those things were great. So fan service is a big thing in this. And there's a ton of it. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, the, the, the first big kill for Michael after the psychiatrists, um, the Elrod kill, undoes uh, an immediate issue with part two where he steals the knife and doesn't kill the family. Shot for shot, scene for scene, you know that's that's a fantastic way to go. <sighs> Man, I, I just I'm doting on this movie, and now I'm I'm going back to do. I need to move it up to number two, but I've made my list, and I'm sticking with it. So, um, like I said, this is for me. It it really does alternate places. Uh, at the same time, when I start talking about uh, the number two on the list, I'll have the same problem there too. So. Um, Let's talk about the teenagers in this. You know, the biggest thing in 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 the original movie is that for me the teenagers. I want them to die. Not that's not that they're necessarily bad teenagers, but that's what I'm waiting for. In this, I don't quite have that same issue. I really, really, really don't necessarily feel the need to have them killed. There's reasons that they need to go. That's just part of the reality of it. But um, they're well played. Um, let's just talk Vicky and Dave honestly. I I love Vicky and Dave. They should have lived. Vicky and Dave were fantastic. Uh, it sucks that Vicky died. It sucks that Dave died. I was rooting for them. You know, Vicky was there to save you know her, her baby city. Um that was important um, she tried Michael got her knew he was going to get her wasn't a question mark but I'm rooting for her and Dave being the boyfriend the stoner who to me is hilarious they could have done a number of things there but um, you know he sacked up he grabbed a knife he said fuck it You know, I'm probably going to die. As a matter of fact, you know, uh, he was told, you're going to die. That was just the reality of it. But he still, he went for it. He went to save his girlfriend. And it sucks. But that's the reality of the movie. Collateral damage. They were well played, they were well casted, they weren't throwaway roles. You you, you you do like them. But it doesn't always work that way. This movie does a lot of things well. I could gloat on it for the next, you know, hour, but basically for me the big standouts that I've not mentioned, let's talk about uh Hawkins. Let's talk about how fantastic he was as always played by Will Patton who I love Will Patton the guy's amazing I've loved him since uh, shit Armageddon <laughs> throwback to earlier in the list but uh, I, I was not loving his character dying off we're going to go into the bad parts but um, I really felt like there was some meat there that could have been played up um, Judy Greer was fantastic in this, Judy Greer playing the daughter of Laurie Strode who you can tell has been raised rough um, you know, things weren't swimming in her childhood we uh, we had some issues uh, but there's a moment where Laurie even says you know, if I I may have done some damage to my daughter. I, I may not have been the best mother, but if she's prepared for the horrors of the world, then I've done well. And we find out, sure enough, that's absolutely the case. Uh, in that ending, uh, she's faced with the predicament of uh, what do we do here, and she delivers. Uh, Allison, the granddaughter, is she feels like a well-shaped character. She has that teeny angst thing going on, but it doesn't feel forced or thrown away i do like her in this role Um, she's dealing with the fact that she has kind of a broken family yeah she has a stable mother and everything but you know you also get the feeling that that's kind of a there's the fractures running down the line and she's very very good in that role Um, that finale that climax man i can't say enough good things The kill house, the way it's designed, the fact that, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis has been planning this and already knows, you know, this is what we're going to do, was just, it was so played out well, it was so set up well, Michael walked right into it. Um, The turnabout play where he throws her off the roof and he looks down and looks back and looks down again and she's gone and you can almost register that confused look on his face through the mask, say what you want about the mask, there's no real emotion, but you get the sense of emotion, just based on body language. Um, Played out very well. What don't we like about Halloween 2018? Well, two characters in general, first and foremost, Dr. Sartain, who you kind of get a caricature sense of development from at the beginning he's a plug-in for Dr. Loomis and not a great one but you know you start to think okay well you know at the very least he's here and he's on long for the ride to be that character and you know we'll have to take it for what it's worth Uh, and then the twist fuck the twist Uh, him turning hill and and wrecking the bus because I mean honestly um, it's not brought up very much Michael didn't wreck the bus, he wrecked the bus. He killed the bus driver. Um, He was in the front seat. It's bad. Uh, He kills Hawkins. He puts on the mask. He does all this stupid shit. Only for him to die a gory, grisly, terrible death. And So be it. Good. Thankfully. Needed to happen. Uh, That's a mouthwash moment. Uh, you know as much as things from this all had to go a certain way um, his role wasn't entirely necessary Um, It was done weirdly I don't love it but it is what it is Uh, speaking of caricatures let's talk about Ray the husband the father and the person who, the second you see him on screen, you immediately know, yeah, he's gonna fucking die. Literally, the first time you see him on screen, I think the third line out of his mouth is, I got peanut butter on my penis. So, there is that. And, woo. Yeah, I don't know what to say to that. That just, he was kill fodder. As he should have been. More power to him. And for me, this is not particularly a bad thing, but the complaints have all kind of rallied around the placement of comedy in this movie. Obviously, the Ray comedy to me was terrible, but um, there's some lighthearted moments. Julian, you know the Vicky Dave kill—that shit to me was hilarious. It felt like a real-world reaction to what would happen in this situation. Um, There's—I I can't hate on the comedy, so that's just the reality. I love this movie. Uh, there's not enough bad stuff for me to really knock it down the list, so we'll, we'll stay with where it's at. It's number three. Let's move on to number two. If you're doing the math, and uh, you're assuming Halloween is number one, which it is, that only leaves one for number two, and that's Halloween four. For me, Halloween four is the the at the moment it is the best sequel. It is not the highest production movie. It is not the best movie in the series. Actually, I wouldn't even say best, um, but it is to me. It ranks at number two. That opening, that opening is fantastic. Everything about that opening—the bus kill, the 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 trip into the hospital—all of it is just—it's effective. It works. You believe it. This is how we relaunch this movie. Um, the introduction of Jamie, you know, when you meet her and she's freaking out and she's having nightmares, it is so damn good. She is uh, she is a fantastic child actress who plays that role really well, who's believable. Um, you sense her terror, she's great. Um, she chews up scenery. There is a lot of great stuff there. Michael in this is foreboding. He's big. He builds tension. He, he, he feels unstoppable. Um, he does a lot of great things. Um, it feels like Michael of old and everything about him is just, it, it's what it should be. Um, the kills in this are fucking spot on. Just, just going down the list of people, um, the kills in uh, Meeker's house, uh, his daughter and the other cop, and Brady. Uh, Brady's a fantastic character, even if he's a bit of a slimy fucking teenager that you want to see die. Uh, at the end, you're rooting for him. He's trying to, uh, he's trying to save Rachel and he's trying to save Jamie, and uh, he does his best. Uh, his best isn't good enough. He's kind of a jock, and uh, he eats it. I can't help but just gloat over how good Jamie is in this movie because for me, being, uh, I think she's she's nine in this, you know, you you get the sense of she can't be the heroine. She can't be the final girl. So because of that, you get Rachel. And part of why I rank Halloween Five so low on the list is because they write Rachel off, and this Rachel is is the one A to uh, Jamie's one as far as Final Girl goes. Without Rachel, Jamie doesn't make it through this movie, and I feel like she's a very important character. You go from that beginning where they're not really sisters; uh, obviously, it's an adoptive relationship, and you kind of go, "Well, I can understand that." To by the end of it. They're about as real as you can fucking be for sisters, so... Um, that is... That is done very well, and handled very well, and... You, you, you sense how good that goes. There's a lot of, uh, A lot of plot development here. And Loomis is back, you know? After Halloween 2, Loomis is here. Loomis... he he. It's just before he's gone full blown nutso, but he really is the guy to tell you, Hey, I know what the fuck's going on, I've been through this, I've seen this, look at my hand, look at my face, you know, I've tried to stop him. shit happened, and now we're all in trouble uh, meeker is is just utterly fantastic, uh you know that that's goes back to Halloween Five. You feel like he is not going to dick around. Um, if he gets Michael in sight, he's he's going to do what he's got to do, uh, and that's ultimately a thing that happens. The ending of this movie, the real ending, and I'm not going to sugarcoat over the the Jamie stabbing the stepmother ending, but that ending with uh, him and the the makeshift uh, mob there. Blowing the fuck out of Michael Myers, blowing him down a well, you know, not missing a shot, unloading shotguns into him. How do you stop evil? Well that's a damn good start. You you, you fucking reload, you do it again. So there's a train of finality to this. Is this movie put together as well as the Halloween twenty eighteen movie or even as the original? No it lacks some of that budget, some of that production, some of that shine but it feels more intimate to me, it feels more real to me Um, I sense the relationships of the people in it, you know Uh, you really feel like you're you're definitely rooting for this little girl and maybe that was the choice of putting a little girl there because you you do feel like you want her to do well, you want her to survive, you wanted her to win because nobody wants to see that happen, nobody wants to see a little girl get killed um, you know that's 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 a conscious decision. Maybe that plays into it, but I gotta tell you, uh, Halloween 4 I can rewatch and rewatch and rewatch, and I will. But there are some bad things. First and foremost, the mask in this movie is bad. Uh, it is not the worst, uh, but it's bad. Uh, you get the sense it's a, it's a tribute to the original, but you also get the sense it's very unfinished and it's very cheap. It looks rough. The hair, uh, especially that, that school scene, obviously, you know, there's a story behind why it's a pink mask with white hair. Um, they had some issues with the production. That should have been reshot. The fact that it wasn't sucks. It goes right up there with the egg on uh, Dr. loomis's face. It sucks. It happens. But, you know, those are small nitpits Um,. That's just the kind of thing that happens here. I I like the pacing in this movie. This movie feels like it is set within an afternoon. Um, it picks up pace and it just keeps right on moving. So I love it. I love the ending. I love the beginning. I love all the parts in the middle. It's a cohesive movie. I could rewatch this day in day out. I do every year. Um, it is it is for me. This is the one that I can go back to and turn on other than the first one. So, yeah, for me, this is number two. If you don't agree, I understand. And you're wrong. Which brings us to El Numero Uno, and of course, the only entry that makes sense, uh, number one on the list and number one in the franchise. There really isn't another answer for this. how low is just truly uh, it's a masterpiece is there's not much of another way to do it. It's a masterpiece in that it is often imitated, never duplicated um, it provided us a, a stereotyping of, of slasher movies to come. It provided us an outline for how to do things well um, and you know that's the thing. All these other movies have tried to be, Halloween and felt miserably because it's impossible to pull that off. You know, there's a lot of things you could try to do but you're not going to do it. And when it comes right around the bend, you know, Michael Myers is a seminal character. Laurie Strode is a seminal character. This launched Jamie Lee Curtis as the scream queen. Um you know, this launched slasher films as we know them. A mass killer stalking babysitters. Uh, it gave us the tropes and all of the high bars to hit. Um, it has an incredible sense of pacing. Uh, the tension build is fantastic. You know what's culminating to. You know where it's headed. Um, this the Michael stalking in daylight. You, you get this. You, you know the, the little peaks. The teenagers are fodder. Uh, Annie and You know, it's just, god damn, it's so fucking good. Again, it never gets old. This I can watch year-round. I can watch it every day. Uh, It really truly is an example of how to accomplish an amazing thing without much of a budget. Because you can tell, it's not a high-budget movie, but it doesn't feel cheap. There's a polish to it. There's a sheen to it that does deliver the goods and makes you go, wow. I, I, If only more filmmakers could see this and take inspiration without delving into imitation. This was truly something different. Uh, I don't have any complaints. There aren't any bad things. Well, Andy's death is a bad thing. That's still a joke. She does the tongue out die, which... Eh. But does not distract from anything else in this movie. If uh, you don't consider yourself a fan of the original Halloween, I don't know why you're listening to my podcast. Uh, This is not for you. Nothing good comes out of this for you, so you should definitely not pay attention to what I'm saying here. Um, I'm hard-pressed to say that there's a better horror movie ever made. I'm sure there are, and I'm sure that's debatable, and I'm sure there's other questions. But for me, Halloween is my number one. It always will be. Nightmare on Elm Street's up there in the top two or three. You know, I have a list of movies, but original Halloween for me is truly fantastic, tippy top. And that's why Halloween every year is uh, that's my holiday. All of our people, we all get together. We're all we're all a community horror fans or horror fans every day is Halloween Halloween just the day we come alive with it so guys on that note uh, I've pushed my time limits here a little bit I got a little soapboxy uh, I do have a ticket to go see Halloween in theaters ha 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 the original for the first time on a big screen um in a little low budget danky kind of community theater um yeah, this is going to be fantastic. Uh, so, as soon as I get this edited and dropped live today, uh, guys, hope you enjoyed it. I hope you agree with me. I hope you disagree with me. Let me, let me re- revise that. I hope you disagree with me. At me, bro. Come at me. Tell me what's wrong with my list. Uh, have that argument with me. Bring it up. Tweet me. Shoot me messages, guys. Uh, I am always, always online you can find my page on facebook killing the buzz with three z's you can find me on twitter killing underscore buzz with two z's you can blast me on uh... email guys i have a gmail account it is killing the buzz dot jf at gmail dot com there's a million ways to greet me and eat me guys find me talk to me tell me rate me Download me, share me, all of those things that you can do. Uh, I'm always here. So, uh, coming up next after this, uh, the 8th of November, uh, week from tomorrow, Doctor Sleep rolls out. I will have a full review of Doctor Sleep, non-spoiler. I will go into some uh, some nice things that I like. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm excited. Uh, a lot of the reviews coming out have me even more excited. Um apparently there's some questions towards the end of the movie about how it holds up, but for the most part they all pretty much say it's a great movie. I'm looking forward to it. it have been since it was announced and uh I, I think it's gonna be tremendous. So guys uh further recap backing up my list, uh you know for me uh, skip 11 skip 10 skip uh, I'm sorry Uh, let me rephrase this skip resurrections skip rob zombies Halloween Two. skip Halloween 6 skip rob zombies Halloween Uh, Halloween 3 you can see it but it's a different scenario Uh, and then we go Halloween 5 h2o Halloween 2 Uh, Halloween 2018, Halloween 4, and then the OG itself, Halloween 78. Guys, that's my list, and I'm sticking to it. If you have questions, like I said, reach out. This has been Josh, and your buzz has been killed. Congratulations, guys. Peace out over, and happy Halloween from me to all of you. As a matter of fact, it was.